by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand 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 by. We'll be streaming live soon. Senhor, eu vejo o mundo triste, atribulado pela ação de Satanás. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Clamando no escuro, correndo e olhando. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. 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 Good morning. What a wonderful opportunity this morning to be with Cindy Fain from Atlanta. Cindy and John Fain. For many years, Cindy Fain was the Bible teacher at, uh, 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 with Jody Ray at uh, Mount Bethel. And uh, now they're moving north Georgia and uh, the Lord is opening new doors and she's going to be ministering to to many people. Those of you who don't know Cindy Payne, she preaches at Rekindle the Flame now and then, and uh, we want to welcome her with us this morning. I want to I sing you this song. I, I never sung it before. I played the piano before, so you've got to be patient with me because the piano might sound like something different, and that simply means I don't know how to play it. <laughs> but I have courage to play it. Amen? The chimes of time Bring out the news, another day's truth. Someone slipped and fell. Was that someone you? You may have longed for added strength, your courage to renew. Do not be disheartened. I have news for you. It is 
is no secret what God can do. What is done for others, He'll do for you. With arms wide open, He'll pardon you. It is no secret what God can do. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for thank you for listening. By the way, let me give you some announcements. As of now, Rekindle the Flame will be done at a parking lot at Mount Bethel. There's a stage being formed, and it's going to be evening services only. For those of you who are listening, that's the latest, evening services only. But we're going to have uh, uh, our uh, young men that come out of uh, South Georgia with special sessions uh, during the day. So that's pretty much it. So uh, something else, too. Uh, the Brazil ministry continues. It looks to me like uh, Kathy Fallon is about to return to Brazil. And the pandemic is settled down in our area pretty quiet. Our workers do not use buses. They use Uber to come to work. And they do it because you're providing for us. Your money is paying Uber, and which is just simply just 2 $3 a one way, $5 one way. And so we want to thank you for providing for Brazil. You know, our deficit in Brazil ministries are... Uh, it's uh, $1,600 every month. And so I'm having special appeals. So you, you helped us with the Brazil. We're spending 2,600 meals in Brazil. Uh, with us this morning are, are, are uh, Frankie Appel and Kathy Fallon and John Dunn and uh, John and, and Matt Follick are working on the table doing the, the mechanical. Uh, you're going to see later on the program... Uh, another set on the other side in which now uh, Cindy Fain is standing by. And on this side is Betty McKinney. And, of course, uh, our new addition to the ministry, which is uh, uh, Cindy Walker. He, she's married to John Walker. And, uh, and she's a great blessing to us uh, in, the, in the financial area. Hallelujah. Let's have a prayer together, shall we? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. God, I thank you for the night of sleep I had. It was a good sleep, God. I just woke up at 6 o'clock and just sun shining, just breaking through the trees. And I thank you, Lord, for that vision of you coming alive in the world and in my life. Bless us, Lord, as we hear Cindy Fain this morning. That her word this morning will pierce deep into the hearts of those of you who are listening through RBM TV. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Cindy, welcome. Oh, thank you, Rick. Thank you. It's great to be with you this morning. I appreciate the Rick Bonfam ministry and everyone who works with him. We appreciate the Atlanta Bible study that meets on Thursday nights. There are countless of us who've been ministered to by this ministry, and um, they truly are an example of those who work in the kingdom. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning. We're going to talk about the joy of the Holy Spirit 
and what it means to work effectively in the kingdom of God. Jesus loved talking about the kingdom of God. And I parallel that with the fact that people enjoy talking about their life work. So whatever we're doing as a career, it comes up in conversation. And Jesus worked in the kingdom. He was sent from God. He knew he was sent from heaven. He had tasks to do. And he loved to have that come up in conversation. And he never shot away from having conversations with people. In fact, we see him having conversations with people from all walks of life. He was um, no doubt noticeable in his um, in the area where he lived, wherever he went, he was noticed. He was noticed because of his manners, but he was also noticed noticed because of his um, uh, miracles that he performed. But in one of the encounters he had with someone who was curious about Jesus, we um, we want to go to that this morning, and it's found in John three, and it's a story that many of us learned from childhood. We see Jesus. Um, being visited by a man named Nicodemus. Nicodemus was a ruler of the Jews, and he um, had heard of Jesus. He had seen uh, works that Jesus had done, and he came to him questioning. And when he shows up with Jesus, he he comes at night, and we uh, can ascertain from that that he really didn't want to be seen. Um, but he came and he said something to Jesus in kind of a curious way. He said, Jesus, I know that you have to be from God because I'm observing all of these miracles. And the interesting thing about Nicodemus is he's telling Jesus immediately what he knows. And Jesus diverts the conversation and he redirects him to something that actually takes precedence over what Nicodemus had observed. Nicodemus is saying, I know you're from God because you perform sign wonders and miracles. And Jesus says, well, truly, I say to you, Nicodemus, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He takes what Nicodemus knows and he says, Nicodemus, you don't know what you really need to know. You know certain things, but I want you to know something else. You need to be born again in order to see the kingdom of God. And the reason these signs are visible, the reason you're, you're drawn to me, Nicodemus, is maybe the signs, but there's something over that. It's the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus, I'm looking for workers in the kingdom of God. He was actually issuing an invitation to the kingdom of God. And for those of us who are working in the kingdom of God, we take great joy in that. In fact, Paul sums up the kingdom of God in Romans 14, 7. He says, the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. It is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the engine of the kingdom of God. The, the Holy Spirit is the breath of the kingdom of God. And in order for us to work in the kingdom, we've got to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We are baptized into the resurrection power of Jesus Christ, and we are filled with his spirit, and we begin to operate the same way Jesus did. And that's what he was letting Nicodemus know, that there's an invitation in front of you, Nicodemus, 
And I would love for you to join me in the heavenly realm and be a worker in my vineyard. And I want to ask you this morning, do you have joy working in the kingdom of God? Do you have joy knowing that you have assignments from him every day? When you wake up in the morning, we may typically have tasks in front of us that are worldly or earthly that we have to attend to. But there's something more important out in front of us. And Jesus is letting us know this now by what we're learning in with Nicodemus. That Nicodemus, you see the signs, but I want you to see the kingdom. And that's the invitation to us every morning when we wake up. In fact, a diet change. Maybe we need a diet change. Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. My food is to do the will of him who sent me. What are we eating every day? What are we taking in and allowing to be digested in our bodies? Is it what the world is sending? Is it what we have out in front of us? Is it our plans? We come to an arresting halt when we see what Jesus says here. My food, Jesus said, is to do the will of him who sent me to accomplish his work. And he's telling his listeners, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white unto harvest. And he's inviting us to come in, to work in fields that have already been plowed up by other people. There are always people working in the kingdom. We don't go solo in this endeavor. We are going with people who have gone before us. We're working where they have worked. We're adding to and we're preparing the kingdom on earth for other people who are coming behind us. Jesus said already he who reaps is is receiving wages and is gathering fruit for life eternal. So that he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together for in this case the saying is true. One sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap for that which you have not labored. Others have labored, and you have entered into their labor. Vineyards is a collaborative effort. But there's an order to working in the kingdom. And Jesus lays that out for us, too. And we found this in John 12, 26. In fact, it's one of those verses that can be overlooked if we're not looking into the word carefully. Jesus said, if anyone serves me, me, and where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. So here's the order of working in the kingdom. Yes, we are a servant. That is a commitment we make. But we must follow him first. We've got to be a follower. If we're not willing to follow him, to come up underneath the teaching who have of those who have gone before us, then we're going to come up with our own agenda or we'll follow someone else's agenda. But Jesus is saying, no, there's an order here. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be. So when we wake up in the morning, are we lifting our eyes up? Are we lifting our eyes up and saying, Father, I'm looking. 
and I see that the field is white and the harvest. And I know you have assignments for me, and I want to join you where you are. So I'm lifting my eyes up into the heavens, and I'm going to take joy today in the fact that I am filled with your Holy Spirit. And where you're going to be is where I'm going to be. And I submit to you this morning, brothers and sisters, if we have that perspective, what the world is trying to throw to us will take a back seat. We will not be concerned or wrapped up in what the world is throwing our way. We will be concerned with what concerns our king. And if we're working in the kingdom, then Jesus, Jesus is our king. Jesus describes the kingdom in parables, and in just a a couple of those descriptions, we see that the kingdom involves work that may look small, but it's actually going to yield a very big harvest. In fact, he said the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed, but when it is sown, it becomes a tree large enough for birds to nest in. He also says the kingdom of God is like leaven. Everything that leaven touches is going to respond. And we love it when it, when we have positive responses of people who are um, hearing the word of God and they want to be obedient. But there are times when people don't respond favorably, but they have been touched by the kingdom of God because it is like leaven and everything it touches, it's going to have an effect on it. Jesus also said the kingdom of God is like a dragnet cast into the sea, gathering all kinds of fish. It gathers the good fish and it gathers the bad fish. And when we're working in the kingdom, we're not pre-qualifying people. We're just doing as he does. We're going where he goes and we're going to encounter good fish and we're going to encounter bad fish and we Tune into him to give us discernment about how to deal with these situations. But again, we go back to Jesus. Jesus never shied away from conversations, no matter who the person was. And we have to be willing to do the same if we're going to be a laborer in his kingdom. Well, who does the kingdom belong to? You may be thinking, I don't think of myself as, you know, I just like going to church or I just like going to a Bible study or I'm very comfortable with my life. I don't have any stresses when it comes to sharing the gospel. And quite frankly, I prefer it to be that way. But that's not what Jesus teaches about the kingdom. It's work. It is work. He was working. And from the beginning of time, God has always had assignments for his people. He gave Adam and Eve the responsibility of tilling in the garden and our responsibility now is to work as Jesus worked. So who does the kingdom belong to? Jesus said it belongs to those who are poor in spirit, those who recognize their need for a king. They don't want to be king of their own life anymore. They have a need and they cried out. And Jesus said the kingdom belongs to such as these. The kingdom belongs to those who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness. You will be persecuted. In fact, Jesus says in this world, you will have tribulation. But take courage. And I love what Rick said. 
He said, I have courage, and he does have courage, and he's encouraged us to have courage. Take courage, Jesus says, for I have overcome this world. The kingdom belongs to such as these. The kingdom also belongs to those who recognize that they have been transferred out of the domain of darkness. And they have been moved into the kingdom of God's beloved son, Jesus Christ. And that's in Colossians 1.13. We've been transferred. We were in that kingdom of darkness. But we've been transferred into the kingdom of his glorious light. And brothers and sisters, if we're living into that glorious light, though dark days come, they may show up. There are trials. There are tribulations. There are difficulties and challenges. But the light that is in us through the power of the Holy Spirit supersedes and overwhelms the darkness. And darkness to be the light their life they serve in the kingdom they love the king and they want to do his bidding just like Jesus did we become childlike when Jesus called the little child over, he was actually somewhat reprimanded by his disciples. And Jesus said, oh, no, no, don't turn them away. This is what the kingdom looks like. The kingdom looks like these little children who have been summoned and they don't stop and think about what all's going on around them. They just hear the voice of their creator and they come and they're near me. And they want to hear what I'm saying. This is who the kingdom belongs to, Jesus said. The kingdom belongs to such as these. So what about us? Are we childlike in that manner? Are we quick to come when our master is calling? Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. And again, they're followers. We are first followers of our master we're followers of our shepherd and then we begin to serve we've been taught because we're sitting at his feet and we see what he does and then he tells us to go and do likewise when jesus was ministering the scriptures tell us that he went throughout galilee and he was teaching in the synagogues and he was teaching the gospel of the kingdom this is matthew 4 and as he taught he was also healing, and this is often what we find Jesus doing. He teaches, and signs, wonders, and miracles are accompanying his teaching. And because he had taught his disciples to do this, later on he summons the twelve, and he says, Now it's your turn. I'm summoning you, and I am commissioning you, Matthew 10, to go. This is your lifestyle. You preach the kingdom. You preach the kingdom, and you have authority to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. And as you go, you teach and preach that the kingdom is at hand. You heal the sick. You raise the dead. You cleanse the lepers. And you cast out demons freely as you have been given. Freely you give. And this is our responsibility and our joy. This is what we get to do every day. 
It's a game changer. Hold of these verses of the commission on our life as Jesus was commissioned by his father. We are commissioned by him to go and do likewise. That is joyful living in the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> and what about us today? Do we have joy working in the kingdom of heaven? When was the last time you thanked God for being full of the Holy Spirit? For having the breath of God pulsing through your veins so that you can do and labor as Jesus labored. So that you can bring in the kingdom everywhere you go. In fact, brothers and sisters, when you are doing as Jesus did, you are cutting into the darkness and you are bringing the kingdom right where you are. And this is important because many of us have very small spheres of influence. And that's the way Jesus has designed it. So that he can have an influence everywhere in our homes, in our community. It's, it's where we see him working. He's casting the dragnet out into the sea and ministering. To all people, this is your calling. This is my calling. Let's be quick to be grateful for this calling on our life, for the opportunity to work in his vineyard. We've been equipped. The text tells us that we've been equipped. And we need, in fact, Peter he encourages us by telling us that all we have to do is see in Second Peter 1, 1 through 11, see that you have been given the Spirit of God who gives you a divine nature. And because you have his divine nature, you are equipped with every good thing to endure, to love people with a brotherly love the way Jesus loved them. And to bring in the kingdom of God. In fact, Peter closes out by saying, be more diligent to make sure about his calling and choosing you. For as long as you practice these things, you will never stumble. For in this way, the entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, <clears throat> will be supplied unto you. And the eternal kingdom is in operation in you now. As a child of God, you have been given the gift of the Holy Spirit, his resurrection power, the gift of being able to communicate in whatever venue he sets up for you. And our part is to find joy in that. Our part is to surrender and say, oh, Father, come Holy Spirit today. Show me where you're working. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, blessings upon all of you today as you labor in his vineyard and find great joy as the Master taught us to do. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Cindy. What a wonderful word. Uh, yeah, yes, we, we need the joy, don't we, Cindy? We need the joy. Sometimes we don't have the joy. We, we forgot to, and we are people that doing things as Jesus did. 
and pray like he prayed and ministry like he did and lay hands and anoint you with oil. And so I want to invite all of you to, uh, to listen to Cindy Fain one more time. And, uh, and I'm sure that uh, you're going to be blessed. She is, uh, she's coming back to minister to us one more time. Uh, and several times in the future, we, she's a regular teacher at RBM. So let me thank Cindy for this morning. The Lord bless you, and we see you next week. See you, see you, <laughs> see you right now because we're doing programming until 12 o'clock. So you can listen until 12 o'clock, all kinds of people teaching. Amen? Amen. God bless you. Brilha a luz que é no mundo meu viver.